Tony Benjamin says there's no better time to share the hope we have in Jesus. We are living in very different times to 10 years ago. The one message I would say to the church globally is get a realization of what's happening around you spiritually. Don't just listen to the media and listen to that. And use this opportunity of all this uncertainty to enhance your relationship with God. Because that's where we draw our strength from at the end of the day. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we have a special privilege this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're going to meet the CEO, the leader of our sister office in Australia, Tony Benjamin is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Uh, Tony, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you very much, Todd. It's fantastic to be here. And one thing for our listeners in the U.S. who may not know this, you take these broadcasts and release them in Australia on the radio there, too. That is correct. It goes throughout Australia and Oceania, which includes many of the smaller islands around the South Pacific. That is a great thing for me. That's great for me to hear uh, part of my growing up. And I don't know if you know this, Tony, but I spent four years in Papua New Guinea uh, as a missionary kid. So that part of the world is uh, sort of part of my heart and part of my upbringing. So uh, I love it. If it's on the radio in that part of the world, that's fabulous. Let's talk a little bit about Voice of the Martyrs Australia and uh, we have had Merv Knight on the radio here. He's talked a little bit about founding it, about working with Richard and Sabina Wormbrand. But catch our listeners up on VOM Australia, how maybe it's different from VOM USA, uh, what, what your work there is like. I've been with uh, Voice of the Martyrs Australia for just on four years now. And I think Voice of the Martyrs Australia, when I joined, was one of three or four ministries that work in the persecuted space with persecuted believers. And when I had started the Voice of the Martyrs, I always joked with our staff and said, I, I think we were actually whispers of the martyrs <laughs> because we really weren't getting our message out there as we needed to. And I take a lot of comfort from the way you guys do things. And we've learned a lot from what you guys do in the USA and we've adopted a lot of the initiatives back there. As you just said, we use your programming, we use a lot of your material there, and we've developed our very own material also to complement that. So Voice of the Martyrs Australia today, I would say, four years later, is a different organization. We're growing at a rate of 50% on average year on year. Wow. So we've really become a big presence in Australia. From a radio perspective, we have the largest footprint out of any other ministry in dealing with Christian persecution to date. So that has been part of our upbringing now for the last four years since I've been there. And let me say, you mentioned Merv Knight. Merv is still very, very close to the mission. He lives at the mission these days. We see him almost every day. He's an integral part of what we do. 
and I find that to be critical for us because I'm a firm believer in that we need to retain the DNA of our ministry, and Merv's been a great part of helping us do that, particularly with a new uh, face and a new person at the top. So that's been wonderful for us. So we're finding now that Australians are obtaining a greater understanding and a greater education of what Christian persecution looks like. And that is our goal. For me, it's to create raging fans for the work that we do. What I mean by raging fans is that I need to ensure that we adequately educate and equip the Australian supporter and donor to know what's happening around the world, to understand what persecution looks like, but also to understand what part they play in making a difference, not just in our ministry, but in those whom we serve. Tony mentioned Merv Knight. Merv is the co-founder of VOM Australia. We, you can find our conversations with him in the archives at vomradio.net. We have had him on in an interview format. Uh, and then we also shared some remarks that he made here on his retirement as a member of our board. So he had been involved directly with Richard and Sabina Wormbrand. He founded the ministry in Australia. He served on our VOMUSA board for more than 20 years. Uh, and so I would encourage you to go and listen to some of those conversations. Tony, what is what is the church like in Australia? How How big of an audience is there for your message? How are you received when you talk to Christians and you talk to churches there? Look, I think when we look at churches in the West, and let me start there, there's always a reluctance to embrace a message that doesn't go well with the general rhetoric that the Western church projects. We know this. Australia is no different. So we find a great acceptance with some congregations and a greater reluctance from other. <laughs> That's, that's the reality. Good, that's a very diplomatic way of saying it. That's the reality of the situation. So for us, it was a real challenge trying to get beyond those barriers. Radio has been phenomenal in us getting around the church rhetoric and reaching an audience directly. Mm-hmm. But we're working on it, and we're finding great acceptance, and we're having to use every available opportunity and avenue to do that. The Tortured for Christ movie was one opportunity in a public space. The Sabina movie was another, well-received, We not just in mainstream cinemas, but in um, churches. Fantastic opportunities for us. So we're finding that we're going to churches that are in awe that something like this can happen. Yet, if we look at Scripture, we're talking about the whole book of Acts here. So you've got to wonder yeah. what the churches were teaching <laughs> if they left the whole of the book of Acts out, you know? So this is the challenge that we're having. And we're generally not finding the challenge with the congregation. We're actually finding the challenge with the ministers themselves. Interesting. So it's it's been a massive educational process for us. And we find that resources like the VOM books, and let me just give you a Apantia, your book is phenomenal, really. Thank you. It's been so well received. It helps me that I've dealt with people that are in some of the stories like John Short, and I'm in touch with John Short on a weekly basis, today even. So your book has been a catalyst in us getting 
beyond the barrier. Praise the Lord. So, I, I'm very thankful for that. So these are some of the tools we need to use to infiltrate or attract or get beyond the barriers in the churches. We're finding that because Christian persecution has now become mainstream, television, social media, which wasn't the case 10 years ago, we're finding it's becoming a lot easier for us to get our message into the churches. So that's the dynamic that we have. When we look at the the situation that's unique to Australia, we have a, a Christian prime minister at the moment, and it's allowed Christians to be more vocal in standing up against things that are not really Christian, which seem to be taking precedence in our society these days other than good Christian values. All those things have helped us and helped Christians get a better voice, and that's helping our uh, message in creating awareness on persecution. But we found very strong support in with like the Romanian churches across the denominations. And we have a wonderful rapport with the Romanian churches. We have a wonderful rapport which we've built over the years across most of the denominations. And that's what makes Voice of the Martyrs so unique in that we are non-denominational and we focus. You know, I say to many people in the churches, I say, when they're coming to kill you, they're not asking you, are you a Baptist or a Presbyterian? They want to know if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and then they'll do what they need to do. So we need to f- take the denomination out of it and just drill down into God's Word so directly that we can understand that our message is such a powerful one and such a unique one. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Tony Benjamin. He is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Tony, how did God get you involved in in this work? You mentioned you've been there for four years. How did God draw you in? You know, I was a seven-year-old boy, and uh, I used to go with my grandmother to the Catholic Church. That's how I was raised before I got saved um, 33 years ago. And I shared with my grandmother as a seven-year-old boy that one day I'm going to be a missionary. I feel led to be a missionary. My grandmother died at 98, but she constantly reminded me of what I had said then. So that was just in me. And my first experience with persecuted believers was my church being invited up to the mission to see what work Voice of the Martyrs does. And that really moved me. And that was 16 years ago today. And Voice of the Martyrs invited me to go on a mission trip. I was running my own business at the time, and I was supporting Voice of the Martyrs financially. And I went on a mission trip, and I went to Vietnam, and that really changed me. And my first experience with a persecuted believer was a young man who would come to the underground meeting that we were having, and I was with a colleague who was preaching, and I was just there to support him and see what work they did. And this guy was crying profusely, you know, he was crying profusely. And I, when he, my colleague finished preached, I went up to the front and we asked if anybody wanted prayer, we would be willing to pray for them. And this guy, you know, he stood and he cried. And I just felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit to go up and say to him, you're going to be okay, don't give up. But I resisted and I was prompted again. And the the third prompting was as almost as if, um, if I was being pushed. And I through the interpreter, I told him that. 
And when the meeting was over, the interpreter shared with me that this guy's story was that he's from the Hmong people in Vietnam. Now we know how persecuted the Hmong people are. And he traveled for two days from Sapa in the north to get to us in Ho Chi Minh City by bus. Wow. Because he heard some foreigners were coming and they were going to share the gospel and he wanted to be a part of that. And he was hoping to get some answers too. And he shared with us that he runs a ministry with the Hmong people. And he was so frustrated with his ministry, he was about to give up. And he was coming down to Ho Chi Minh City to share that news with his sister and that he was going to relocate and find a job. He didn't want to be in ministry any longer. Why didn't he want to be in ministry any longer? Because he felt a complete failure because he had only led 600 people to Christ. I mean, really. Wow. That, that story lives in my memory of commitment to Christ, where we, in our Christian lives, never consider one, two, or three people leading them to Christ. We consider that miraculous. Here's a servant of God in the most testing of situations, feeling a failure because he's only been able to lead that. And through that prompting of the Holy Spirit and what I had shared with him, encouraged him to continue and persevere. That was my first experience with persecuted believers. I can see why you came back for more. <laughs> if that's the ground floor, yeah. wow. Well, yes. What What are some of the unique things that Voice of the Martyrs Australia is doing in terms of projects, especially, I think, in, in that part, in Vietnam and in some of the other parts of, of the South Pacific? Yeah, look, in Vietnam, we support um, a lot of the Hmong people in the north um, because they are of the most persecuted in Vietnam, not just in Vietnam, but on the Laos side of, you know, of the mountain range also. And um, in the in the South Pacific, we do extensive work in countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, but we've also started a, a work in the South Pacific Islands of Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, Vanuatu, and Papua New Guinea, but in West Papua, which is Indonesian controlled. Mm -hmm. So what we've done there is the goal was to encourage believers to pray for us, for our mission and for persecuted believers. We didn't have any intention of going in there to try to raise funds for our mission. So we did that three years ago, and the Pacific Islands are very unique in that there's almost an innocent naivety to the dangers that are approaching, which in our case is China. China's had quite a, a boisterous presence in that part because it's a great food basin for them, and also it's an easy picking that close to Australia, which is about three hours away from Fiji. And there's been a lot of moves by the Chinese government already in that space. So we wanted to be a voice and create awareness. And that's what we did. And thanks to Voice of the Martyrs USA, we've been able to get a lot of literature in there to help educate. So we started a ministry there. And when I shared with you in the beginning of our meteoric rise of our ministry, I can hand on heart say that a lot of that growth is attributed to the prayer from those islands. So we've now got six of those islands that we're working with, and it's been a tremendous blessing to us to be able to get the message out there, to be a voice out there, 
And we actually have more followers from the islands than we actually have in Australia. Wow. Yep. Interesting. And your call to them is simply to be connected with the body of Christ around the world, to, 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 to join hands. Correct. And that's all they're doing. And, you know, if you haven't ever experienced Pacific Islanders pray, it's something to be a part of. It's very unique. And there's such an intensity and a, and a, just an innocence about the way that and just the way they pray. It's really powerful. Very, very powerful. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Tony Benjamin. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Tony, what's the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job is receiving a project proposal that we cannot fund. That's absolutely gut-wrenching for me because every one of them are worthy. There's no way we can say one is less worthy than the other. That's why we'll fund it or not. So we want to fund as much as we can. And that's why we do what we do in our Australian ministry in, you know, giving people an understanding of how important this work is to support the work so we can make a difference out there. So I'm absolutely arrow-focused on that and increasing our footprint to be able to do more uh, support for persecuted believers around the world. Um, that's my ultimate goal, really, um, is to do that. So, yeah, saying no, we can't, that's the toughest part. That is a hard thing. Who are some of the believers that have lodged in your heart? What are some of the stories that that you carry around with you? You mentioned the the Hmong brother from Vietnam. Are there Are there others that— yes. That just instantly you're like, oh yeah. Yep. I uh, when I joined Voice of the Martyrs, I was I went to Egypt and and I met some amazing believers there, and I met a young man who was he he said to me that he feels God saying to him and his wife, they must go to Alexandria and they must start a ministry there among Muslim background believers. Now we know how dangerous that is. That is a that's a death sentence for many of these people. And I said to him, you know, I'm fine with that. And I thought I'd test him and I said, if you put together a three-year plan for your ministry, I'll guarantee you funding for three years, which he did. The first year of that ministry, they had 80 to 100 Muslim background believers in their ministry. I'm going to take you three years later now. They reached with their ministry is 127,000 people a month. Wow. <laughs> Not just in Egypt, Algeria, Iraq, Libya. They've just, their ministry has just exploded. And wow. I had the opportunity to speak to Bedouin, Muslims, Shias, and share the gospel with them while they're sitting the women sitting with their hijabs and all you're seeing are the eyes. That for me was a memorable thing. So that's a standout. And I love using the story of this dear brother and his wife because every time I speak to them, I see God's blessing on that ministry because of their faithfulness. 
and it's just a tremendous uh, example of possibilities when you trust God. Yeah, and don't be afraid to start small. You exactly. Know, who, who knows what the Lord will do with it? How how big is the staff at VOM Australia? VOM Australia, we have eighteen staff um, at the premises and two or three scattered around the country because Australia is as big as the United States. Yeah. So we generally can't get everybody in the office here. <laughs> We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Tony Benjamin. He is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Tony, one of the things we try to do is equip people to pray. As we think about the Voice of the Martyrs Australia staff, as we think about your work in Australia, but also out into the Pacific Islands, what are some of the things specifically that we can pray for for you and for the team there? Todd, the first thing I would ask you guys for is for us to continue to allow God to build our ministry so that we can ha- be an even greater blessing to the to the suffering body of Christ. That would be my number one request because there's so much opportunity out there to be a blessing. We need to be able to do more, even in our our space that we function in within the South Pacific Oceania. We have Indonesia right on our doorstep, which is the largest Muslim nation outside of the Middle East. And we have a lot of work to do there. And there are many others around there. So that's our prayer, Todd, without, um, you know, without hesitation. It's interesting. I think in some ways uh, the proximity issue for you is much much closer than for us here in the United States. I mean, you mentioned Indonesia is just up up over the water. Okay. China is very active in your part of the world. Malaysia is close to yes. you. Um, do you think that gives a little more intensity to the work that you're doing or, or to the the sense by the church that you're ministering to in Australia that, hey, this is a real issue. This is right on our doorstep. Look, I think having a good understanding of Scripture and how the spiritual world works gives us an understanding of the intensity we need to have to address these issues. We're dealing with communism. We're dealing with an Islamic ideology. We need to be intense in this. And in the words that I was reminded of only last week by Merv Knight of Richard Wormbrandt. We have to be aggressive in this. The enemy certainly is. (laughs) One of the things that Richard said uh, often, be aggressive. Yes. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. Tony, it is great to hear about the work of God in Australia. It's great to hear about the work of VOM in Australia. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know or like them to pray for as we think about the work that you're doing? Look, I think we're living in, you know, the word unprecedented has been overused, (laughs) well and truly overused. But I stand by that word um, because we are living in very different times to 10 years ago. The one message I would say to the church globally is, Get a realization of what's happening around you spiritually. Don't just listen to the media and listen to that. And use this opportunity of all this uncertainty to enhance your relationship with God because that's where we draw our strength from at the end of the day. Amen. 
We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Tony Benjamin. He is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Tony, thank you for uh, being with us. Thank you for expanding the reach of VOM Radio in Australia and through radio stations there and in the South Pacific, uh, and for your ministry to persecuted Christians. Thank you for your time, Todd. It's been a, a, a privilege and a blessing. Thank you. It has been a blessing for us as well. I would encourage you, if you're just now joining us, you can find this entire conversation at vomradio.net. We also mentioned Merv Knight, the co-founder of Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Uh, he is in the archives also, or our conversations with him are in the archives also at vomradio.net, or search for VOM Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. And I hope you'll be back with us next week as we continue to talk about what God is doing all around the world, including free nations like Australia and the United States, including hostile and restricted nations like China and Indonesia. God is at work in all of those places, and that's what we talk about every week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.